then <laughs> you get there and there's a dude just full on wailing on some drums. And that was awesome. <laughs> that was it, uh, just drums. Just <laughs> awesome. Um, no, most of the time. This is kind of why I like doing trail running and stuff. Because... Yeah. Um, because there are less humans making noise. <laughs> what is up? I'm Darren, your co-host of Master of Some, a podcast about health and fitness served up as a metaphor for life. If this is your first time listening or you haven't already, please, please hit the subscribe or follow button or whatever you use to listen to us. Make sure that you get alerts when a new episode comes out. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Acast, and a few others. Also, please rate us on whatever app you use and leave a comment. Second to last, if you like any of the music that you hear, you can add it to your device playlist by going to masterofsomepod.com slash music and share that out to all your friends. Lastly, send this podcast or your favorite episode to someone that you think will get some value out of this as the more people that hear about us, the dopest stuff we can do to then help other people and then the cycle continues forever. Please note there is a language warning as we sometimes cuss slash curse and I'd hate to put you in an awkward moment if we slip up and use some adult bad words. All right, we're here, guys, and this is Darren, and I'm your host. I think you heard that in the intro. Um, we've got Phil, the co-host, and this whole season's about Phil. Hello, Phil. This season is about me. Yeah, and Phil doesn't like it. He doesn't like it at all, but it's cool, though. I it's don't cool. like it at all. Uh, we <laughs> are cool. officially in Ultra. We're in Ultra this episode. We are going to be talking about actually being in the race the whole entire episode. So, you know, there's been a buildup from episodes one through four. This is five. Um, so they all had Ultra in the names, and um, that was some cutesy bullshit that we did. But this is this is actually about the race. So we hope that you've all been following us on Instagram. And if you have, you know that he already did the race about <laughs> a few weeks ago. Yeah. Possibly longer, depending on when you listen. But yep. it's cool. It's cool because this story transcends time and space. Space time. It suddenly got cooler. <laughs> like, it suddenly got a lot cooler. What? The, the story or? Just you did the, the episode. Yeah. Because I was talking about time space? Yeah. <laughs> It's like way more interesting and it'll be way more exciting than running a hundred kilometers is apparently. No, that that's pretty cool. That That's pretty cool. So yeah, so we're going to talk about that, the whole ultra race experience, um, maybe get into a bit, a little bit of the, the post-race experience and just letting you all know, unfortunately, I was not able to actually be there running around with a microphone or we didn't mic up Phil on his beard. Um, I don't know why the mic on, no, because we did that one. <laughs> Early on, you put the the lavalier mic on your beard. Yeah, then we then we decided <laughs> lavalier mics were garbage, and we yeah. stopped using. Yeah, uh, so there isn't actually, you know, like a if this was a reality TV show, there isn't an actual camera or microphone following him. But we got Phil to re- recount the episode for us today. Yeah, I wonder if bearded gentlemen's in in reality TV shows do stash the mic in their beard. It's a good place. Oh yeah. So, Phil, generic ass question. I hate starting off with generic questions. Uh, but you're going to do it. Tell me about the race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it just sounds so cliche. I, I, I don't know. What's the. How'd you f- feel before the race? Well, when, when did you start getting in the headspace of the race? Um, Two days before, three days before? When were you starting to visualize your race? 
uh, I started to visualize it like a little way out, like in terms of doing visualization exercises. Um, so I started that, you know, a few weeks before the race, like in kind of meditation style sessions, doing a little bit of visualization. Um, not as much as I've done in the past for certain other races, but yeah, I, I got into it. Um, Honestly, honestly, it didn't become real until I started the race. I think I disassociated myself from the fact I was doing it because I think doing that helps me sleep and stuff. Mm. <laughs> like I slept like a bit, like I went to bed at normal time, didn't have any trouble getting to sleep. Um, that's a, a one of my limited superpowers is I I rarely have trouble getting to sleep before races whereas mm. I know some people especially before new and you know potentially scary stuff uh, have trouble staying up but no it was cool your 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 stoic af uh, attitude yeah proves supreme yeah. proves supreme moving yeah. forward with all your your pre race pre race pre-race prep wow that's hard to say true i mean spoiler alert it didn't help me on the day but i mean you know <laughs> well at least you weren't stressing wasting energy you no, know? no yeah no no all right that is enough from phil and i apologize for that uh shitty very shitty question that phil could not answer so rather than a really boring race recap because we don't do that i've got some audio editing chops and um phil's a pretty creative fun dude with his stoic af voice we actually have audio from the day before and during the race. Um, so surprise, surprise, which I am very excited about. You as a listener might not give two shits or zero fucks. Either one, two shits or zero fucks, right? Is it? Um, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're going to just go back to that audio. Do you want zero fucks or two shits? <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to that audio and cats, uh, cat. Phil's partner is actually doing a lot of the the interviewing on this, and she did a phenomenal job. So, take it away, Cat. So, Phil, how are you feeling about the race tomorrow? Well, Cat, <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. I um, body feels good, injuries wise. No, no, you know, little no, nothing bugging me particularly. Um. Week's been fairly stress-free. Everything's ready. Gear's packed. Nutrition's prepped. Drop bags have been dropped. Um, now all there is is one foot in front of the other. That's it, really. Simple. And then she asked him this. And then she asked, 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 asked him <laughs> this question. And have you got any goals for tomorrow or anything that you want to achieve in the race so the always the goal of under 14 hours and and the only thing i was talking to somebody at work about this the other day the, the only thing that that kind of puts any kind of anxiety in me is the nearly 14 hours near the end so if i you know, if I smash it and come in in 13 hours and two minutes, then happy days and, and I can just cruise in. And if I something goes wrong and I come in in 16 hours, so be it. Um, it's if I have to like really, really go full throttle and, you know, I might make the cut off and get under the thing by five seconds. I've done that too many times and I know how much, <laughs> how painful that can be. And I think at the end of running for that long, um, that's going to be a, that's going to be a challenge. So that's the, that's the only, not worry, but the, the only thing that's kind of, um, you know, a potential like 
real struggle tomorrow, I think. And then I said this. And when you come into the aid stations and Michelle and I are there, what do you want us to do or what do you want us not to do? Um, d- d- don't be cheerleaders. I don't, I don't need encouragement. I, I don't know what I want you to do. I don't, honestly, I don't know that I need anybody there. Interview me, get some, get some sound for the podcast. That's, that's kind of it. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the sort, I think I, I'm such a mismatcher that when people are like, oh, you're doing well, you're smashing it. I'm, my mind's just like, shut up. No, I'm not like, so yeah, no, no, no encouragement. Just how are you feeling? Ask quite, ask questions more than anything. So don't assume I want anything. Just ask, do you need anything? Do you want anything? And if I do, I'll tell you. That'd be the that'd be honestly the the best and most helpful thing. So we just heard you talking about uh well Kat asked you if you wanted to do something and you answered in the way that I knew you would answer. And then what did what well, you just told me a story. What, tell me that story. Oh right, okay. So um yeah, Kat was asking uh, do I get rushes of emotion when I come over the finish line? Clearly not. Um but uh so a couple of our friends who were at the the race with us um were at the finish line with Kat waiting for me to waiting for me to to come home and they were sort of going, "Oh, what, what what's Phil going to want to do when he when he crosses crosses the finish line? He's going to want to get a massage. He's going to want to like go to the thi-? and Kat's like, "No, Phil's just going to want to get on the bus and go home." And uh that's ex- like to a to, to comic timing. I I came and like Phil, what do you want to do? And I'm like, can we can we go? Can we can we go home and have a have a beer and some pizza? Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm nothing if not predictable. What sort of things go through your head when you're running? Um, I usually just tell myself a story, especially in longer races, that the race is only the next five k. So I chunk I chunk the race down, and I just think about it's the next it's the next little bit it's the next little bit so i'm I'm usually counting and and really simple repetitive things because if you fill your head up with kind of static as in thinking about the next kilometer or thinking about that tree or thinking about your footfall or being present with how your body's feeling like and just paying attention to that um then that kind of precludes out all of the negative thoughts because that's, I think, when you start telling yourself stories about wanting to quit and like fantasizing about, because you know I've done that in the past. You're fantasizing about dropping out and you know having a having an injury and and whatnot. I think that that's that's destructive, and the anything you can do to not have that is uh, is beneficial. So you know, I'm one of those people who needs someone in front to follow to chase. Is that the kind of runner you are or, or do you just plod along and you're in your own own space? I think for shorter races, the carrots of people to overtake are definitely a kind of more um, more useful. I think in longer races i'm I'm happy to just go my own my own pace um but I think every, I think a lot of people get a mental boost from overtaking folk, and then conversely, a lot of people, and I know a lot of athletes, I've I've tried to get bummed out by people overtaking them in the race, and that, that's that's a fairly sort of normal normal phenomenon. Um, I think discounting and not really thinking about either is probably the healthiest way, um, especially 
you know, if you're not racing for the win. I think it's more important if you are racing for a spot or a win and, and places actually matter. Um, when that's not your goal for the race, then it doesn't matter. So yeah, if I'm in triathlon when I was racing for, you know, qualification spots, then then it would make a difference and, and getting in front of somebody is is an actual thing tomorrow? No, not at all. So how are you feeling this morning, Phil? Better now that I've been to the toilet four times. <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, what was it like this morning waking up? H- how did you feel this morning? Honestly, it's so busy. Like, you, like, you know, it's such an early day and you want to sleep in as much as possible. So, like, getting up, like, filling water bottles, having breakfast, making myself a coffee, which was my first coffee in a week, which was amazing. Um, I haven't had much time to think, to be honest. It's just been logistics up until now. And we're nearly ready to start, so all good. And then I did this. I've just arrived here down in the beautiful Megalong Valley at checkpoint number three. And Phil is due in in the next three minutes or so, but we'll see how his timing goes, whether he slows up a bit or he comes in a little bit faster. Uh, It's a beautiful day. The sun's shining. All the runners look happy at this point. We're at the 47K mark. Uh, we'll see how Phil is. So Kat just gave us a very colorful audio description of what was going on at checkpoint three. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what was actually going on in your head. Obviously, we we didn't have any video or audio on you, and she's kind of making it up as she goes, which has been phenomenal. Sure. What actually do you remember what was happening? The only thing I really remember about getting to checkpoint three was where. Um I started to feel a little bit overfed. So I think my nutrition strategy, not having done this distance a race before, I think I was overfueling a little bit. But given the intensity I was going at, which is not very intense, you know, I'm not going very fast and I'm burning a lot of fat for fuel because I'm fairly fat adapted. And you kept your heart rate low too. And my heart rate was fairly low yeah, most so of the time. 130 average or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I think I was um, starting to feel a little overfed. So um, yeah, slowed down on the nutrition a little bit. And th- that was my main my main feeling going into there. Um, honestly, I never had energy problems the whole race. That that even when you know like towards the end, you know, it got hard. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an energy thing. It was a that was a muscle damage thing. So um, yeah, that, apart from that, I felt okay. I think I was still. I think I was still relatively on schedule at that point, so I was feeling I was feeling relatively good, to be honest. Yeah. So Phil has come in at eleven thirty-eight. He's been and gone. He didn't want to stop for a chat, so I see that as a good sign. Um, he looked pretty good. Um, looked like he he was doing well. Looked focused, and yeah, I because he didn't want to chat. I think yeah, he's. Fit that's a sign that he just wants to get out there and run no time for talking as usual so yeah i'll see i'll see him at the next one which is in the next pit stop at the aquatic center and see how he goes from there all right phil i'm big on painting pictures and obviously we only have audio we don't have literal pictures we don't have video so what 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 did it smell like? Because it's obviously you're in the middle of the woods. So you know, listeners, that I'm I'm a roadie. I've walked in trails. I think I've ran around Centennial Park, and I love the outer you know the outer rim. Yeah. Just give me like give me. Was there any specific smells that that you smelled that changed? Because obviously humidity changes. Going through some of those plants, 
um, and uh, a lot of those trees going closer to the water when you're going up elevation. Like, tell, yeah. tell me a bit about that. Was there anything in particular? Dog shit, farts, diarrhea. It's gonna be super boring, but no, I'd be making shit up. Like I, okay. I, I'm kind of like trying to visualize stuff now, and you know, human memory is notoriously crappy. I don't remember. I don't remember particularly smelling anything that that was, except the smoke. There was, um, there was one point. Um, there's a little out and back, twenty thirty k into the race, something like that, um, where there was a. Um, where there was a dude playing a didgeridoo um, and kind of a little campfire uh, on this out and back section, which was kind of cool. And I remember smelling the smoke as we kind of like got there. And um, yeah, that was nice. That was, that was the only smell that I can really remember. But um, And it turns out that the guy playing the didgeridoo was a, a friend of a friend. So I was, ta- I was talking to somebody I was on a course um, on uh, with at the weekend who's a friend of mine. And I mentioned the race, and she was like, oh, did you see the guy playing the didgeridoo? And they've been friends since they were kids. So, yeah, there you go. And then she went here with it. How are you feeling? Buggered. <laughs> really buggered. Um, I've got to get moving as well to potentially hit the cutoff. Um, so I'm going to go. But this is hard. <laughs> okay. He's looking pretty tired at the moment. Much more tired than he was before. All right, you, you sound, I, I like your voice on this. You actually sound like, oh shit. And I think this was checkpoint four. I sound like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I wasn't, but that, that's what I sound like. Is this checkpoint four? Cause this is, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, th- this is this is the final, yeah. This yeah, because you were the, saying you need to hit the cutoff. What, yeah. what is the cutoff? Tell me. Oh, so. The, and why? Is it the cutoff to sweep you away? And so you, no, no, no. God, no. The, the, the cutoff was for the 14 hours to get the silver buckle. So The, the WWE belt buckle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get under 14, you get the silver buckle. If you get under 20, you get a bronze buckle. If you get. Uh, uh, over 20 but under I think 28 is the final cutoff you get a finishes medal I think you don't get um, a copper a wood a no wood buckle? You, you don't get a buckle the, Ooh, so, kinda, wh- those people are doing it the hardest they should get some kind of thing to hold their pants up anyway whatever what's um, the what's the the fast one gold that's the winner literally the, oh there's only one person that gets the fucking gold well, two the oh, fastest yeah. male fastest female yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was the, because my goal was to go under 14 hours, so this was, I did the mental math, this was kilometer 80, so there was, uh, or 79 point, whatever, um, so the 20k to go, um, and by that point, my um, my legs were pretty smashed, so what had happened, um, you know, I didn't do enough downhill running in training. I think this was what this was what got me, and um, the amount of downhill in the race just smashed my quads. So by that point, um, running was becoming a bit of a struggle. So and I was about to face a, a the Kadumba descent, which is basically just eight k of straight downhill. <laughs> like it's like like what's the what's the percent gradient? You know what? I don't know, but it, but it's but it's steepish. Five, you know, f- five is like military. Five is military road to Bondi. If you live in Sydney, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that's five percent, and it takes about you know four or five minutes to get up that. That's, so it, it doesn't feel like it's hard, but it's it's I think a few k's long. It's five minimum, and and it, it, right. it's it's ten percent is usually like you got to stand up and pedal on a bike. Yeah, ten percent is quite hard to run. It's up. between five and ten. I'll go. You know what? I'll go and check, and we, we can throw it in the show I could. notes. I could. There's Strava. I could yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll throw it in the show notes, but it's um it's not insignificant. And when your legs are that buggered, like I've done races on Kadumba before um and yeah it's just so i had to run down it 
um, which I did, if I had any hope of getting under 14 hours. Um, yeah, and that was that was interesting, um, and that that it was just getting uh, it was just getting dark, so it it basically turned to night once I while I was on the descent. Um, yeah, and by that point, I like clearly wasn't feeling great. Um, again, energy levels were still okay. Yeah, like I I felt I didn't feel like I was bonking. I didn't feel like yeah. I, I was dragging myself. It was it was it was pure muscle damage, which was um, yeah, which was a problem. Mus- musculoskeletal, whatever it's called, just just muscle. I just, muscle, I just yeah. torn my muscle. Like I just you know, I oh, just, it wasn't like knees or anything or like no, shins no, or anything. No, no, no. So it wasn't um, it wasn't uh, an injury. So yeah. it wasn't a there was no like calf flaring up or knees or anything like that. It was just mainly my quads at yeah. that but at that point were just um just painful but in in that like i i've just caused so many micro tears in them from just running on them and were they ready to to cramp did you feel that like about to cramp where then you're done you know if you cramp once you're done you know what i had some cramping earlier in the race so um around i panic whenever i get because i know like i can't get through that i got i got through it so i was i was cramping for about i don't know it wasn't long like a 20 minute period or something like that where i um have had to stop a handful of times just to sort of stretch it out and whatnot and i was i was a bit i was a little bit worried then because i was like oh if this doesn't go away this is going to be a long rest of the race yeah um but it did actually so that was around uh three sisters like the three sisters lookout Uh, on the like easy terrain as well because that was um you know the the paved like tourist path kind of around there that was that was on there um yeah, and lots of helpful tourists were like, "Have you had your salt pills?" And <laughs> I was—I didn't have the energy to explain to them that that's not what cramps uh, oh, are from. God, everyone said, like, everyone's like, "Did you drink enough Gatorade?" Were you hot? I'm like, no. This is like whenever I cramp in endurance, it's because my man. muscles haven't done the activity. Like I'm over, like I'm overusing it. It's just a myth <laughs> that won't die. It won't die. And I, like, so I, many I, athletes, I'm, and you're my friends, and I love you, and I'm sorry, but you're so full of shit. Like <laughs> it's like it's like oh, but I just do. And I'm like I, I like I, I to everyone. I'm just humoring you. I really am. Like I I, I just can't be bothered <laughs> arguing this anymore. Like, so so to 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 wrap it up with uh, not to wrap this up to wrap that that bullshit endurance you know, uh, competition, make sure you drink water and, you know, have your Gatorade and electrolytes so you don't cramp. Yeah. It's actually, usually when you cramp in the modern world with access to as much Gatorade and water as you can get, yeah. uh, when you cramp, it's usually because your body hasn't gone as long or as hard or both. Yes. That's when you cramp. That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's the prevailing theory anyway. Even that, they don't know. Yeah. Like they don't know. I found that to be true, and that's why sure. when you train, yeah, you want to usually do the intensity and or the distance. I know for this, it's impossible to do the distance, um, or at least be consistent at doing you know close around the distance. And yeah, th- if you were to do this again, you probably won't have the issues that you had. They might be different issues because you most likely would, like you said, you would have done more um, flat and downhill running. Correct. More downhill. I did downhill. plenty. I did, you did enough, a lot of flat. Yeah. I did enough flat, like yeah. plenty of flat, like just because my regular runs around the house kind of thing, like around the neighborhood. Hamster uh, wheel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, yeah, flat enough. But the 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 downhill was the main thing because mm. I, I didn't really struggle too much on the uphills. Like, you know, you have to trudge up most of them anyway. So I didn't find that to be too much of a problem. But yeah, it was that downhill running that, that, um, 
that got me. Um, yeah, didn't train, didn't train that in the right way. I've got to own it. And since we're on our senses, because senses are good for painting a picture, anything that you saw, any colors as the sun went down? I guess you were there when it was dark in the start, right? Was it dark for the start? And then you saw the sun come up? Like, was there any yeah, it was, light going through the trees? Was there anything just that, you know, like there's just those moments where you like, you're so hyper aware of being in the thing. Yeah. And you remember everything happening. Yeah. Like, like. Iron Man, I remember just riding through the farms of Cairns and yeah. the water on my right with farms on my left and just being like, holy shit, I'm in Australia. Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's crocodiles in the water and I'm right. And it's just like, I remember that picture vividly. Do you have anything sure. like that? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Of, <laughs> yeah, a couple. Um, so, I mean, A, it's beautiful out there. Like the whole, like, the Blue Mountains are beautiful. Like, it's lovely. I, I genuinely love it out there. So, um, just- I love that it's, hour and a half yeah like train ride or drive from from sydney it's beautiful um so lots of moments where i just looked around and went this is great like um the sun going down even though i was descending katumba uh kadumba and uh and it was painful like it was cool that the sun was going down and you kind of got peaks over the you know over the valley as you were descending and and that was nice (laughs) the one sensory moment and this was sounds are you gonna ask about sounds in a second I was actually going to ask about temperature. Yeah, let's go with sounds. I'm going to actually yeah. ask about how the temperature felt with the humidity changes because I remember hiking in the summer and I remember it like dropped as I went. We got um, yeah. to the bottom with the water and it was legit seven degrees, nine degrees cool, cooler and much, much just the air just changed. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. And then we ascended up to the summit. So, yeah, talk about talk about that all. Yeah. So temperature was fine actually like really we were really lucky with race conditions on the day so i could blame no nothing to do with like you know my time or anything on the on the conditions like we had great conditions yeah. like temperature was moderate never felt too hot you know the, the middle of the day when you're out in the sun like a little bit but it was yeah n- nothing nothing to write home about so the temperature was was great actually really really good um the one time i remember just being assaulted by sound was um running through the bush like i said there wasn't people around most of the time i wasn't talking to anyone oh so it's not like city to surf where there's like a million people around you no no most of the wow. time no after or the even f- iron man there's like a million people around you yeah. at all times no yeah. no it's it's fairly solitary and there's people that might pass you and you might say hello and but 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 it's a pretty solitary pretty quiet pretty pretty like peaceful affair um and then i remember coming to the first major aid station and just descending out of, I don't even remember where it is. I think the first aid station was like 27K in, something like that. Um, and just being assaulted by this wall of sound, like cowbells and music and people cheering. Oh. And it was the worst. And I was just like, oh, I, I just felt a bit depressed. Like I it was, it was really bad. Like uh, for all the people that were uplifted by that, m- more love and power to you. I, 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 I hope somebody appreciated it because I was like, this is horrible. I, I'm gonna piggyback on that at the end of the um the half marathon SMH, which is so fucking hilly. Oh my god! And I heard this was the hilliest course they've gone, they've done this year. They they just yeah, right. had you going up and down Piermont Hills, which are fucking brutal. Um, and it was the end. You know, I'm coming up College Avenue or whatever the name is of it. Um, it, it turns into College. I forgot the name of it. Don't um, ask me. I'm crap it, with it that. It connects to Martin Place, 
and it's it's the last two Ks. It's before you drop down in a Miss um, Macquarie or Macquarie chair, Miss Macquarie, whatever it is. Sure. When you go into the botanical gardens, that big yeah, drop. Okay. Um, so you basically go up to Hyde Park, and there are these two women, right? Yeah. Just walking, stomping with these fucking cowbells and just swinging them in the most obnoxious way. Like, gung, 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 gung. And it's like, what? and they're not, they're not cheering anyone on. They're just walking to some place to then cheer people on. Oh. I'm like, stop. And you know how you're at that point towards like, because I'm like, I'm in redlining and everything is painful. Yeah. And just the, like, it was already, you know, it's pretty quiet. So I was in my own head and it was just like the most irritating fucking sound and i saw like the spectators across the street and they were just looking at them like are you fucking joking me yeah and it was just like i could imagine how annoying you know a big crowd and like a dj and you know like i think this is part of the reason why you know the only time i've really enjoyed disruptive noise in the middle of a race was i was doing the mont 24 which is a 24-hour relay mountain bike race in canberra and i remember being in the woods doing like the 2 a.m. shift and there was a drummer on a podium filled with light and you're getting closer to it and you're just like, oh good, I'm hallucinating. Uh, and then <laughs> you get there and there's a dude just full on wailing on some drums and that was awesome. <laughs> that was it, uh, just drums. Just <laughs> Awesome. Um, no, most of the time, this is kind of why I like doing trail running and stuff because yeah. um, because there are less humans making noise. <laughs> I've just left the last checkpoint at Queen Victoria Hospital. Phil came in. He looked really tired. Um, everyone looks really tired, actually. There's a lot of delirious people out there, <laughs> not quite knowing what they're doing. But, um, yeah, there's 20, 20, 22 Ks to go, I think. So we'll see how he goes. So we're going to end the episode there on a cliffhanger. Yeah, we did it. Uh Breaking Bad style. We ended this, the, not that, the season. Breaking Bad ended the season on a cliffhanger. And people were pissed about that. Real pissed. I think Game of Thrones did that. If you're pissed about a show trying to create suspense and drama for you, you need to go have a word with yourself. <laughs> it's like, you got to wait like a whole like eight months, man. Game of Thrones is like 18 months. Do you think people are going to do like they did with Game of Thrones and create some kind of petition for us to like re-record <laughs> season two of Master of Some? They're like, we didn't like what you did and you should do it different because we want it different. You, make, point, it, you make your art different one, for 1. us. 1.5 million <laughs> petition signers. Uh, yeah, so, so we're going to end this episode on a cliffhanger and you'll be able to listen soon. We might release this faster than normal. Um, because we 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 don't <laughs> want we, should. we don't want y'all to to be hanging and um, yeah. So dum 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 did Phil? I'll add the 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 boomy voice. Did Phil get the silver belt buckle and finish under fourteen hours? Did he almost die? Did Phil get enough salt? Is Phil happy or sad, or is he just stoic? I don't know. Tune in for the next episode of Master of Some to find out. No, no, yes, stoic. And that's it. As always, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us ramble about shit that we think you could find of interest and that we find of interest and hopefully help everyone out there. Again, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share on whatever you use to listen to us. If you have any questions or concerns or even suggestions for episodes or hell, if you want to be on the show, hit us up 
on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or talksomeshit at masterofsomepod.com. Again, if you like any of the music that you heard this episode, please feel free to add it to whatever device on whatever platform you use, Spotify, Apple Music, or SoundCloud. Just go to masterofsomepod.com slash music and share with all the folks that you think would like it. Don't worry if you didn't get that. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you so much. Peace. Thank you.